that giving each other that grace and that understanding is really fantastic. Yeah. And you kind of need it in your adult life. Yes, so, you do. So don't be afraid to engage in these things thinking that it's going to be all bad. It's it's going to be a learning process for sure. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find some beautiful friendships from them. And they're going to have this uh, like rainbow of color and depth and beauty that you're not going to find unless you engage in these kind of conversations and these kind of conflicts. And, and there are really beautiful things that happen because of it. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 64 of Rebel Heart Radio. This week, we're going to dig into part two of our episode on breaking up with friends. And we know when friendship ends, it can be so, so hard. And so in the last episode, we talked about kind of the struggles that we all have in maintaining healthy friendships and kind of this concept of feeling like we're too much for others. And then we dug into these friendships that are kind of, we get these clear signs from friendships that it's either time to let go or really time to reevaluate and step back. And we dug into that and really helping detect kind of these imbalances or um, just rifts that we have in our friendships. And in part two of this episode, we dig into a few different approaches to stepping away from a friendship and or reevaluating a friendship. And so um, we talk about the talk, we talk about the slow fade, we talk about just taking a break, and we talk about kind of a clean break um, where you're just being super honest. And so we dig into all of those options and it's such a great episode. We appreciate you guys for being here and listening to the podcast. Podcast. Um, and on that note, we're going to read our episode review of the week. And this week it's from K Cal Eats. And she writes, these down to earth ladies bring such unique topics and I always learn from them. Thanks for sharing with the world. Thumbs up. Thank you for leaving a review. Um, We really appreciate you guys, our amazing Rebel Heart Nation community. We love you guys. We appreciate your time. We know that time is so, so precious so that you listen to us um, and take part of your day, part of your week to do so. It means so much to us. If you haven't yet, please go leave us a review in iTunes. If you don't have access to iTunes, if you listen to us on another platform, a 
really excellent way to share about the episode and about the podcast is either taking a screenshot or sharing from our Instagram account at Rebel Heart Radio in either your feed or in your stories on Instagram. So we just want to encourage you. Um, we also would love for you to just grab the link to this episode and share it with a friend um, and not in a message of like, we need to break up, but being like adult friendship is hard. Let's talk about this. We don't talk about it enough. Uh, and so we just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you guys. And we're really excited to dig into this week's episode. There's an, um, an Instagram account that I really want to point some people to that they haven't had a chance to kind of explore this thought around being um, too much for somebody or feeling like you've got all these emotions or maybe you're worried that you're not in touch with your emotions well enough to like contribute to a relationship mm-hmm. or friendship of any kind. Um, there's this account called Hey Amber Ray mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. is one of my favorites for feelings healing well-being that sort of thing and she's got some really fun things to to really rifle through but one of her quotes in here that I really love is our feelings aren't the problem it's our relationship to them and I think that that also speaks in friendships because we can be we can have all these big feelings in a friendship and it's it's more of what relationship do we have to those feelings and it's like like I have been royally disappointed and frustrated and angry at these people that I'm still close to Mm -hmm. um and it turned into and in one of these situations it was I felt like I couldn't express myself to them because um I felt like it was my problem and that I was the problem and that it was like well why do I have these feelings towards this person and um why am I putting that on her why am I putting that expectation on her in some way, shape or form? And it it was it was good because it caused me to really evaluate the feeling instead of going instead of writing her off and saying, like, she makes me feel this way, like or she's not a good friend because they, she makes me feel this way um, because I really valued this friendship and I really didn't want it to be toxic and I didn't want it to feel yucky. I, I had to do this work of evaluating my own feelings around it. And I after doing the work, I realized I was expecting her to be something for me that is not her. Mm. Like, and it's just not her. <laughs> as soon as I let that expectation go, we were able to resume this beautiful friendship that's kind of on what the terms that are set between what's healthy and what works for her. She's got a lot of family. She's got a lot of in-laws around her. She has a lot of kids. Like she's just got a lot going on all the time and adding a friend who also has those needs of physical closeness and seeing each other all the time and being invited to her house and like doing things is not going to happen. You know, I can't expect that out of somebody when it doesn't make sense for who they are. And so it caused me, I, I just really like that quote of, I didn't dismiss those feelings of like, I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't be upset. I went to this place of like, why do I feel upset? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel angry? And as soon as you can have this like childlike curiosity around what's happening in your relationships is when you can overcome them is when, you know, hopefully there's this beautiful transformation that happens from this curiosity instead of this suppression, you know? God, so good. 
Um, the last thing I wanted to mention in relation to kind of signs that your friendship either needs some work or needs to end is just that you're falling into a really unhealthy pattern in the relationship. Mm. And I think with friendships, it can be particularly difficult to notice these patterns. So this might be something (laughs) where you have to rely on other friends or part your partner or, um, mom, dad, whoever to kind of help you see this. And so I've come into a place where I actively ask my husband, are there any relationships in which you see me displaying an unhealthy pattern? Ooh, that's smart. Or asking someone's close to you. Yeah, because, and this is very recent and I ask it every once in a while or I just ask him to tell me when he sees it but I also have to actively ask because he's mm. conflict avoidant yeah, he's a nine. <laughs> even when it has nothing to do with him it's hilarious um, <laughs> but I I part of what has been a problem for me is not noticing a pattern in these relationships where um, there's not necessarily uh, like an imbalance in general but imbalance as a pattern where you kind of go into this place where maybe everything just has to be all about them and it just keeps happening over and over and it's the same thing that drives it um or you're stepping into a place where you're getting angry and resenting and then you're acting out of that and then the friendship changes and it cycles back around and everybody apologizes and it goes back like it's those patterns so you know, I think, again, it's really difficult to see those yourself. So you really need to step into some trusted counsel and the people that you love who see you in those friendships. Um, mm, that's wise. And ask that question. I think it's so, so important. Um, and then the last thing is that um, if you can't share in one another's uh, success, progress, growth, all of those things. Um, this in particular has resonated with me most of my life as someone who loves to achieve big things, take up space, be big in my life, have massive dreams. And when I talk about those things, I I noticed shifts in friendships when, you know, those things were just dreams and goals, but when they actually started to happen, that's when I lost them. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and the, the um, insecurity, the jealousy, whatever it is, it comes out And I I try to come from a place where I'm like, well, you know, they're going through a difficult time and I'm trying to celebrate the good things that are going on in their life. And, and so I dim myself down and I don't tell someone when I get a promotion or I hit a huge goal or I start a new business or whatever, because we're starting those like every 10 seconds over here. Um, (laughs) But uh, right. Stop doing that. Okay. Do less. Um, (laughs) But I, I, um, when you can't share in one another's success, I'm sorry, that's not a friendship. Mm-mm. It's not a friendship. It's, I, I want to be able to celebrate my friends no matter what stage in life I'm in. And I'm finding this to be true. I'm on the other end of this right now. Um, I have successful, beautiful, healthy relationships. I have a great job that I love, multiple great jobs that I love that are in, uh, as an entrepreneur, I get to control and do my own thing. It's amazing. And, There's a lot of success, but I'm also in this interesting period of maintenance, which for me as someone who's very achievement oriented is 
a very new thing. <laughs> Feels kind of weird. <laughs> Maintenance is very new for me. So I, I'm getting to this place where now I'm seeing my friends just blossom and massively grow and they're releasing courses and they're starting podcasts and they're starting another business. They're opening a brick and mortar store. They're like doing these incredible things. And, and, and I find myself just stepping into that and being like, and finding them almost wanting to dim that because they're afraid. And especially my friends who also are in beauty counter because, you know, we work together and we mastermind together and this is amazing. And, and I want them to be able to share their success with me because damn it, if I'm not going to celebrate it just as hard as they do, like just so proud, so excited. And, you know, we are the people that we surround ourselves with. And if the people around you are having success, man, that is going to come your way, but you got to celebrate it alongside them and praise them for that and be there with them through that process. And so I'm, I'm on the flip side. I'm, I'm kind of in that space and, and I definitely have moments of, of jealousy, but when I do, I turn I turn it around and I say like, why are you feeling that way? You're feeling insecure. Mm -hmm. It's difficult for you to stop and rest and take care of yourself. Like this is, I have to remind myself, like these are not your priorities right now and that's okay. That's okay. But I definitely have come from a place where I've had many friendships where I just felt like I couldn't fully step into and share the good things. I was only allowed to share the bad things because then we can commiserate together and it's drama and everybody's Ooh, feeding on toxic. it. Oh, it's so toxic. It's, it's yeah. terrible. Um, but when there was success, it was like, Oh, we're done talking about you. Ugh. Like, Oh, we're talking about you again. Oh, we're talking about your business again. Like, Oh my gosh, I want this someone probably I, where I live in my strength is I'm like, tell me all the things like my favorite thing in the world is celebrating people and the things that they're doing. And I, I feel that way with you. You make me feel like I Good. can. <laughs> and I still like you and I are in very different places in our businesses and, and mm-hmm. we learn so much from one another. But I know if I have a massive win and you're having a terrible day, I can still share that with you. And you're going to be like, oh, something good happened today. It'll yes. brighten my like, day. I'll be like, it'll brighten okay, your good. day. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so healthy. Do you, oh, I mean, like, I know I you say that. you're, you know, you're kind of on on the other side of it where you love to to rejoice in other people's success. But have you felt this yourself when you kind of entered into entrepreneurial life and oh yeah all of that the, the weirdest part about it is, is when I meet new friends and they want to know what I do I'm like uh how especially do I when you meet them outside of the business community right because yes. if you're in it they're like you get it you're like yeah they're and like, then oh, you cool just, like, tell me about it all of a sudden <laughs> you just start talking not. Instagram strategy and it's like this whole thing right oh my gosh <laughs> other my, than that and, they're just like Instagram oh. a what wait yeah how do you sell things online that's so weird like you have or a, or oh my gosh you you're super woman you do everything oh and I'm gosh. like well well no I mean <laughs> it gets awkward because I'm like I feel like I need to downplay myself yes and, and that is a weird 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 place to be because I am so proud of the things that I've been doing but that I also um want to recognize that it's been a very evolutionary process mm-hmm. where it's like you know, it's kind of things come at you and you take them as they come. And that's been my journey. It hasn't been, um, you know, I'm busting through glass ceilings and breaking down walls. It's, it's, I've been so blessed that opportunities have come my way and I just freaking take them. 
I'm doing the thing, you yeah. know? And I think that that's um, where there's a lot of people, like, for instance, there's some the friends that I've met recently through, um, a, like I'm a fitness friend that I've made. She invited us all to a birthday dinner. I didn't know anybody there. It was just me and a bunch of women I didn't know. And so consequently, we want to get to know each other. And I found myself... It's the first time in a long time that I was like this because I usually don't meet that many new women (laughs) where they were like, you know, how do you guys know each other? And like, you know, what do you do? And it took my friend, that's the only friend I knew there, being like, oh, you guys, she does this and she's got that and she's got this. And she was so excited to say it. And I'm like, I'm not sure I would have brought that up. (laughs) Truth be told, I don't think I would have talked about my multiple businesses and my podcast and my my website that I'm building and like all these these things and this new business that I'm building and the all the social media stuff and like there's just so much that I do that it feels like I'm kind of having to dull myself down a little bit mm-hmm. and in some ways that's kind of my bad because one of the f- girls in that group I've gotten to know a little bit more and I absolutely adore her and I didn't give her the opportunity to get to know me like that at first like I just I'm I stepped into it really slowly because I was like I didn't want to feel disconnected to people that weren't doing those things. And and I'm just like, I got to stop doing that. I have to live in like, who I am. this is who I am. This is who I am. And I love the things that I do. And I, and I think I could have had a blossom friendship a lot sooner had I like opened up, mm, you know? Yeah. It's hard not to be guarded with things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, we've danced around the whole, how do we let go <laughs> concept And I think this is something that is actually really fresh for me. So just um, holding space for that and realizing that this is actually going to probably be a really hard conversation for me to have. Um, I think there's a few different ways you can step out of a relationship, but it's really funny. I was listening to, uh, if you guys haven't listened to um, any F Downs podcast, that sounds fun. It's a great podcast. Um, she did a series over the summer called any a summer and goes in and has an episode for each Enneagram type. And it's a discussion between two of each type, male and female. And so there, she interviews these two people on the podcast and they just kind of talk about like, you know, what, what are you afraid of? What, what, how do you navigate relationships? What do you, you know, what does it feel like to be an eight? What how, how are you served by God? Like, how does God love you? How can your friends love you better? And Mm -hmm. what kind of came up was just this conversation around eights end relationships, two different ways. (laughs) 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 It's, it's literally like, um, you broke my trust bye <laughs> bye I know I was just gonna say I didn't want to interrupt you bye just bye <laughs> bye or it's and sometimes that's in the form of a direct com- conversation and sometimes it's just we're done um and then there's the the deeper I thought I knew you and you just proved to me that you're not who I thought you were and now I don't trust you and now I also don't trust myself and for an eight, oh, that's so gut wrenching because we just our our gut our gut is everything to us. Our gut tells us everything we need to do, and um, it's man, it's it's just straight up truth. Like, mm-hmm. and so for me, I I kind of went back and evaluated a little bit more 
um, how I've ended a couple of, of friendships over my life. And um, one of those being like, yeah, that was the right move. And the other being like, hmm, that was probably not the right move. <laughs> so I've I've had many many situations where I'm like I probably could have handled that way better (laughs) yeah and I think Mm. you know there's there's the the option of kind of slowly backing away and just letting the inevitable just happen naturally um there's kind of a clean break where you can kind of approach it gently and it it could kind of hurt um there's just taking a break so not like an end but just just distance um, which is really hard to communicate and actually do, by the way, in a friendship, because usually when that happens, you just end up not entering back in. Um, and then there's the talk, as Genevieve <laughs> has, <laughs> has kind of mentioned. And oh. I want to start there because I think for me, the talk is really hard because I can be kind of a monster (laughs) my friend my friend Danielle and I always joke about this as our she's an Enneagram seven um but she was recently on the podcast you guys should go check out that episode on on manifestation uh but we I I am really good also there's a bad aspect of this right at very direct communication and sometimes I feel like if I were to have the talk I would literally just crush that other person. <laughs> this is so not my type. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. Oh. And I don't, some people will relate. Some people won't. But I, it, I feel like the talk in my, and this is a, a, a kind of not true, but it's something I've told myself that the talk kind of isn't an option for me. Um, and mm-hmm. I've so had is it something you look back on and you don't, don't like when you look back on it. I, I don't like not having it. Um, so, um, but the talk is kind of, you know, there's a few things you can do in this conversation. You can clarify boundaries. Um, and the, th- the interesting thing about like having the talk is that it actually might allow you to move on in a healthy mm. way in your friendship. Yes. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's to clarify boundaries, um, be really so just crystal clear about what your boundaries are. So you need to know those walking into this conversation, um, define the relationship, um, maybe define what it was and define what it needs to be moving forward for it to work for you. Um, and, and in that case, there might be a little bit of an ultimatum attached, you know? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and then also taking the time to listen and see where the other person stands, where each person stands in that relationship um, and to talk about a possible future. And here's the thing. Like, I, th- I think the relationships that demand the talk are the ones that you want to ke- continue really honestly. Um, and it can initiate like having the talk about where things are at can kind of initiate like a breakup talk. Um, yeah, it's a, probably a pretty clear, you can feel whether it needs to happen or not yeah but it can also resolve having a a friendship breakup at all and and then lastly it can kind of prepare someone for an imminent break so Mm -hmm. maybe it's coming in the future and this is like the mid-step to get there um but it sends you in that direction and it kind of brings everything to the surface and what 
I find myself bringing up in those situations. I've, again, I've had this happen very few times where I actually had the talk. Um, but just hidden resentment, right? This mm-hmm. is like all, it's the same as, as breakups, breakup, breakups, yep. romantic yep, yep, relationships, yep. hidden resentments, um, miscommunications. It, it sucks to bring up old fights, but you kind of have to do it to bring up, um, like patterns essentially clarification yeah jealousy times where you felt jealous times where you felt they were acting jealous um obviously misunderstandings goes alongside miscommunications and then man boundaries 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 Mm -hmm. boundaries Mm -hmm. huge i remember having a couple of friendships graduating from college um changed quite a bit over the years and and one of them coming back to me and saying hey like you're not there for me. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not the agreement. Like, I, did, <laughs> I didn't enter into this agreement. So our, our yeah. definition of that relationship was significantly different. Oh my gosh. And, I've been there too. And I wanted the relationship to continue, but I, you know, I basically had to say, if this is going to move forward, it's going to have to change. Like you have to stop calling me your best friend. You have to stop um, you know, giving me this label and all these expectations, I need you. I, I essentially said like, I need you to lower your expectations for me. Um, and I'm so lucky that she heard that and she still wanted to be in relationship with me, mm, but I know great. that was really hurtful for her. And it was a difficult conversation to have, but I, I'm really glad that we did. And I think, I think there's still some underlying hurt there it's hard to continue history is tough history is really tough um yeah and also to be honest if you guys wouldn't have had that talk you guys probably still wouldn't be able to be like friendly at all yeah Yeah. at all um and that would break my heart i love this human yeah yeah have you have you ever had to have the talk oh several times (laughs) i've had several situations i had i had one that was a very deep long-winded long time coming um conversation um that happened probably three years too late Mm. and it took three years of of avoidance and silence before I was like I remember sitting in church and just learning more about anger and resentment and Mm. kind of festering that can happen in your heart and I was like this is only hurting me like why am I letting this sit like why am I and I was so angry I was so angry and hurt and I never allowed myself to be in the position to be hurt and angry like that until mm. that friendship. And, um, and which made me even more angry and more hurt. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? <laughs> and it, it turned into, um, several different opportunities where schedules were made to have the talk and then it got, was, was canceled at the last minute, but in the fourth time, finally we're able to sit down and have this conversation and, um, I quickly realized in this conversation that there was no ability to rectify what had happened. All we could do was try to just say, look, I still care about you. You're, you're a good human being at heart. Like, I wish the best for you. And that was the best we could do because I was so angry. <laughs> and I, but, but the beautiful thing was, is I did not harbor that anger and that resentment after that conversation. So the conversation needed to happen. That mm-hmm. healing needed to happen for me. 
I've also had other times where I've had people come at me very intensely <laughs> with <laughs> the um this was not a slow back away this was a clean break you suck you're not a good friend bye sorry. and I was like sorry about that wait <laughs> <laughs> that's not you but the intensity was the same um yeah, but it was it was saying. hard for me because this person was a part of my life and a really weird part of my a really weird time in my life where I was so off center. I was so off balance and I was learning so much and it was just I did not have the emotional room and space to give this person what they needed and um I felt like a schmuck. But I also didn't communicate that with them. They knew I was going through a lot of things and that was where our friendship really thrived as they were so there for me. And, um, this was also in the time where I became engaged. And so it's like a lot was going on, big life changes and they just, they just couldn't, they just couldn't handle it. And this was somebody that was supposed to be in my bridal party. <laughs> so you can imagine that it was just kind of this like, uh, uh, wait, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> have a good life. Like it was so abrupt and so intense that I, I couldn't even be angry about it. I was just like, Obviously, I did not understand you and I failed you in some way. I'm so sorry. I hope you find better friendships in the future. Oh, gosh. <laughs> of course, you would put that on yourself. I Well, I wasn't <laughs> even mad about it because I was just like, whoa, I misinterpreted that. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And I, and I didn't even take it on to myself of being like, whoa, like, I'm such a bad person. No, it wasn't like that. It was just, wow, we were in two totally different places. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, that was just a miscommunication. Like, that was really where my heart was, was just, wow, I wish I, we, we could have communicated better because I had no idea. Yeah. And I, I wish I could have been in your bridal party. I, yeah, I need to redo. <laughs> we need to renew. Although, let's all be real. When we renew our vows, we will not have a bridal party. <laughs> Uh, I will not. No, that was one of my biggest regrets is like, I did not speak up for myself and my wants, like for my wedding, hardly at all. Oh, like, same. Was, well, that's what happens when you get married at 20. Oh, I was young. Like, I know. I was like barely 21 and I was just like, whatever. And I'm, I'm the only girl in my side of the family. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's such a, weddings can be such an emotional thing. So it's like you add friendships on top of that. And it's just like, ah, like, well, and then also being young and just not having a really good grasp of what you want. Yes. Like what you actually want. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I think that's been the best part about growing up and feeling like I can take responsibility for my own feelings is I'm better communicating them. So that way, maybe hopefully that will cause the other friendship to have those that ability to evaluate themselves so we can Mm -hmm. both come to this beautiful place together. (laughs) Yeah, it's I think also when you're in that place, you enter into relationships from a much healthier place from the very beginning. Oh, I'm absolutely true with you and I, like 100%. And it's just gotten better since we started. I attribute that to podcasting. This has been the most like soul, like searching, (laughs) cathartic, therapeutic, like, man, because I'm like, if I'm going to talk about this, I better know some things or I better like have some experience in things. Yes, yes, yes. And honestly, like, if you're you're worried about self-development, get your friend some podcast listening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know about you, but I I got to a place where I was tired of being that friend that was just dragging my other friends along on personal development Mm -hmm. and being like, all right, I'm just going to go develop myself and you can come or not come. Like, like I said earlier, I just, it's, I mean, you can only send people so much stuff and have them (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Receive I know it. when I have friends send me things, I really pay attention because mm-hmm. I know that it's really meaningful to them. Yeah. And that to me yeah. is kind of that care and that relationship is that if I care about this relationship, I am going to take in the content they're sending them, sending me my, my way because they wouldn't be sending it yep. if they didn't want us to grow together. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I love about the Enneagram in, in relation to friendships is you have an opportunity to go figure out how to understand that person. Like it's almost like when someone goes and learns about your Enneagram type, they can kind of know your deep inner workings without knowing the details around it. And then you can kind of fill in the details as you feel comfortable. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Like when someone meets me, welcome to the two party. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. When someone meets me and they say, you know, Oh, I listen to your podcast and, I know you're an Enneagram eight and I just know that that means that like you, you had to grow up really early. And I just, I want to say like, let's go do something fun together. Like I literally had a friend say that to me the other day and I was just like, first of all, thank you. (laughs) You see me. They're like, I I heard you say it. You need to have more fun. Let's go do this. Like, would that be fun to you or would that be torture? (laughs) It's just like, oh, I'm so glad they said it that way. And they weren't just like, come do this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so I, it's you have an opportunity to better understand that person and maybe there's too much history um but maybe you know if you guys both step into that space you really can do some work there um and uh i think have you have you ever been actually able to like take a break in a friendship and come back to it i think this is a yes. really yes Yes. That's impressive. In fact, it was that beautiful friendship I was telling you about where I put all this expectations on this person and um, I was super upset. In fact, I don't think they they ever even knew that I was upset, but I was in this place in my life where I really needed support and thought I communicated that but I couldn't I, like you can't put that on people when they've already got a super full life with other things coming at them that they they, they have to deal with you know um, and I told myself I was going to take a break and this person didn't even know <laughs> like they were just living their life and then pretty soon you know almost a year went by before we connected again but you know what was great about that is like I knew myself a little better Mm-hmm. I came at the, um, the reconnection from a joyful place and a celebratory place instead of a like, okay, here we go. We're going to patch this up and we're going to make this better. Sometimes a break can be the breath of fresh air that you need to come at this friendship with a really healthy perspective and joy. That's what friendship should be. And when Cassie and I don't talk for like a week, we're like, friend, where have you been? <laughs> like, but not like friend, where have you been? no <laughs> How no it's no you? literally tell me what you've been doing what's up what's new what's down what's low what's happy was it like i mean we're just like just so excited to like yes. connect again but there's been many many times where it's like we've had to like she's that stuff going on i got stuff going on and we have to give each other that space and then we come back with this place of joy and sometimes when this friendship doesn't have that opportunity of joyful connection. I mean, I remember we had the phone call with this friend. We, I had a phone call and um, it was, we were discussing, I think it was like one of our kids' birthdays because our kids wanted to get together because they hadn't seen each other in a long time. And we were just like, gosh, it's been a long time. And then we saw each other and it was like the, like a couple weeks later we saw each other and it was just like this beautiful reunion of just, and 
I was really honest with her. It took me a little while to be honest with her. And I told her about what had gone down in my feelings and what had happened. And she was just like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, because it was my problem and I was imposing that on you and I needed to understand myself better. Mm. Um, and, and she was just like, and it's, what's interesting is since I was able to come from such like a joyful place over the reunion is every now and then every few months, she will just be like, how you doing? <laughs> how, how are we doing? Like, what you been up to? Like, she feels like she understands me a little bit better now. Sure. And it's just like nothing ever, nothing ever, no time has passed when we talk. And it's like, it, it's, we've had to have that healthy, I had to have that healthy break because I needed to figure myself out mm-hmm. to be able to accurately communicate what I was, what was going through and like, what was the end result. And she she felt kind of bad that she wasn't around during that time and i'm like i'm like honestly i wouldn't have asked anything of you during that time anyway you know i know that we couldn't have bonded during that because it was my problem you know and she was just like you know and and it was a good lesson for me because i probably let that go on a little too long like mm-hmm. i could have made that break much shorter but such is adult life such kind of is adult way. life isn't it? Time oh. passes a little too quickly. Seriously. Oh, joy. So I um, I don't know if I've ever been able to successfully take a break in a friendship and come back to it. I'm trying to remember back. I takes the right combination of personalities. Yes. I mean, that's kind of naturally how I navigate friendship anyway. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of force breaks. Um, and I think that's the thing. I think the the hardest times for me in friendship and just this lack of like alignment is when you become friends out of this seriously codependent thing, whether it is Mm -hmm. that you see each other every day at work or Mm. you see each other every day in class at school, whether it's college or high school. Um, and then all of a sudden you don't. And then the expectation for you to talk every day is still there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm, that's not happening. I'm busy. Like, it doesn't mean <laughs> I don't love you. It doesn't mean no. I don't want to be in relationship. It just means our relationship has to change. Like, yeah, the terms have changed. Yes. The terms have changed. The circumstances change. So the expectations have to change. Like, that's how this works. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I think I just I enter into relationship with a lot busier people now um, because that's just the nature of kind of who I attract. And and no, I'm not talking about like the false busy. I just mean they're they're off conquering things on their own. They got big families. They have um, careers. They have businesses that they're running. They have things and things. yeah, they got <laughs> things and they're not placing expectations on me and they're grateful. I'm not placing expectations on them. You know, it's, Oh, that's me. I I literally just had a friend the other day that like didn't text me back for like two months. And she was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was just like, Oh, it's fine. What's up? (laughs) And she was just like, yeah, what do you mean? It's fine. I was like, it's fine. What's up? Like we're good. We're like we're actually good. Yes, we're good. Like like it's dude, fine. I'm what not, a breath of fresh air though I don't, to be able to like have that. It, it everybody takes everything so personally, and not that you're yes. not allowed to your feelings, but if you're gonna but take something, that. yeah. Again, look in, say why? Why am I feeling this way? What is my fear here? 
and share that with your friend. Don't just give them the assumption that they know how you're feeling or they the understand. The big emotion can be in dis- interpreted so many ways that yes. unless you have, unless you discuss and dissect that big emotion and understand yes. really its root and the, the different complexities to it. So you can accurately tell your friend, like at my first reaction was anger. I was really angry, but really this came from a place of fear of losing you or a fear of feeling second to, or you know, if you can accurately say those things, then the other person can say, you know, they can understand and they're going to be able to have a deeper understanding of your psyche and how you react to things. And that's just a good way to go. Well, and now I just step into friendship saying, Hey, like this is how I operate. And man, I love hard. I love (laughs) so hard. If you are my friend, you are my family. Like that Mm -hmm. is how I love. And you know, if you're in there, you know it. Like you really know it. Um, I'm not always good at showing it. I'm not always good at saying it, but, but you know, and Mm -hmm. like the thing for me is, (laughs) you know, that distance might be there, that break might be there, but I just always make sure I like actively verbally say, Hey, no matter how much time, no matter how much distance, if I don't get back to you promptly in a text message or whatever, like it doesn't mean anything. I love you so much and I just need you to know that. So if I mess up and I don't get back to you in time or if I get to text you back or whatever it is, like, please just text me again and be like, hey, look at your phone, girl. Like, yeah. you hey, know, you no, just send send her a gif. That's like you phone. <laughs> yep. Look, hey, hey. Um, but pe- I love that about you. I think that's part of the reason why I'm so attracted to most like eights or people that are intense is that, you know, where you stand. It's you know where you clear. stand with me. If you don't know where you yeah. stand with me, it's probably not good. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. I'm saying that and on all joking. If you are actually one of my friends who's listening to this <laughs> and you feel like you don't know where you stand, just ask me. You're like, wait, no, that's not what I meant. Okay. <laughs> no, just ask. It's, but anyway. But no, I think that that's a good model for most places in relationships mm-hmm. is like, make sure that people in your life have no reason to question how and you all feel. all that means and all that means yeah. is not in your actions. I mean, of course, actions are a big part of it. But if you go out of your way to make sure that you tell them and show them and there's like there is you have never given me a reason to think that I am not your friend or that you like and you've told me you will know if I'm upset and I just <laughs> and know. so I relax like there are times where you're like missing for like a week and I'm like, is she OK? <laughs> I'm just like doing things. <laughs> yeah no she's doing things she's doing stuff and like this is like earlier in our friendship and now now, now i'm it. in this place where i just kind of know <laughs> yeah <laughs> now now i just know now i'm like leaning into my two power where i'm just like something's up well and Something i happened. i'm also <laughs> you know realizing what it means when i retreat like that too because some of it is choice and some of it is not right some of yeah. it is busy and life and commitments and priorities and then some of it is me like being like, mm, I don't have the energy for that right now. Like, I'm just going to be over have here. space. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I prioritize who I'm giving that energy to. And, and the Enneagram is what's kind of taught me that. And now I can kind of better communicate that to my friends. And that's been a really helpful thing for me to talk to them so about, it's, too. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. It's not you. It is literally not you at all. It, it is, is one hundo me. <laughs> And this is why yes. <laughs> sometimes that can be a cop out statement. But if you can say this is why that's yeah. then that's much better explaining. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think if you can actually take a break, it can be 
it can give you really good perspective and allow you the time to calm down. And for, I needed that for me, yo, I need some time to calm down because I am Same. righteous in my anger. Like <laughs> If I'm mad, I'm mad. Um, and most of the time, I just don't know. I'm so big. My feelings, when they get big, they get so big that they cloud everything. And I yeah, can't. That's the, eight, that's the eightness. <laughs> yes. I just can't differentiate what's happening and why do I feel this way? And like. And it's just everything feels so big and intense. And that is, that's my eight. Like I, Enneagram twos kind of lean towards eight tendencies in times of stress, like mm-hmm. the stressful parts of stressful personality parts of eights. And I feel that so much. And it's overwhelming to me because I don't have intensity like that otherwise. But man, it sure comes at me like a wave sometimes. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Like, yeah. What's happening? Well, you so, need it. You need it. It's there for a reason. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think, like you said earlier, it also gives you time to like miss each other and just rejoice in that reunion and and then of course if it's you know if it's distance that was there because of you know the distance is needed and maybe you had a tough conversation allows you to reevaluate and say you know now that we're we haven't been really um my friend Danielle always says enmeshed like enmeshed in each other's yeah I mean Yeah. yeah and in each other's lives you you're so intertwined that when you let that go, it's like, well, do I like myself better outside of this or do I miss Mm -hmm. what that person brought to this relationship and Mm -hmm. how they made me better or whatever. So you're able to have a lot clearer vision on, on what's happening then. Mm -hmm. Um, and the nice thing about breaks is that guess what? You can take them for whatever damn rare reason, like you want to. Yes. Whatever reason you want to, you can take a break. Like if you're really, if you're super busy and you just need time, I have a few people in my life who I've said like, Hey, can you grab coffee? Like let's grab coffee next week. And they'll be like, you know what? I'm just going through an insane season in life and I just need to prioritize my commitments. Can we try to get together like two months from now? What and an amazing thing to say. Oh my gosh. It's, I learned so much. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. So part of that for me is like actually being able to anticipate and articulate that. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. amazing. So um, self-evaluation. This is where journaling yeah. comes in. This is where meditation comes well, in. Also giving yourself that looking space back time. on <laughs> Looking back on patterns and things in your own life, like seasonal patterns throughout the year. Like it took me a really long time to realize that during ski season for my husband, I cannot overcommit us as a family to do mm-hmm. anything. Like I can't really commit to much of anything as far as social stuff goes. I can, mm-hmm. but it's a big stretch and that has to be something that I'm willing to do during that time. And you have so, to be able to like, be like, peace out. I'm sorry. I can't. Yes. I thought I could, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. And so anyways, you can, you know, you can take a break because you're really busy and you just need time. Um, obviously if you're feeling hurt, um, by your friend's actions or words, you can, you know, you can say, Hey, I need, I need a little bit of a break. Um, or if you need time to recover from said talk (laughs) from the talk that you had. And I think especially after a hard talk, like you can tell a friend that you need some distance for both of you to reevaluate and kind of give them back some of that power too, not just like you're you've got them on the string and you're making the decision be like, this is your decision too. a friendship goes both ways, right? Just like a romantic relationship does. Um, and if you give it a time component, like that can really help because defined space helps create clear boundaries about how you need to proceed or not proceed. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think the terms of your break can be kind of flexible or rigid, but you can say like, let's talk again in two weeks, or you can say, let's see how we feel and check in when we're ready. Um, mm-hmm. And that's usually what I would lean toward. Cause in two weeks, I'm not going to be ready. Um, just because oh, I man. said two weeks, I won't be, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think for me, like another way to kind of step away from a friendship is like the slow back away. Uh, and this tends to be the approach that I've I've taken a couple of times. Um, I don't know if it ever really goes that well. <laughs> if I'm being super the slow, step away. Yeah, it's it has to be um, weirdly strategic. And then also, you know, if something big happens in that person's life, it's gonna be real evident that you stepped away. Like your slow back away is gonna look like a hard stop and a run. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just, and th- and that's kind of how things have happened for me. Um, and you know, it was coming from this place where I was really worried that the other party would not understand or accept a break, um, or understand where I was coming from at all. Um, feeling like they wouldn't be honest if we actually sat down and had like the talk, you know, there's that Mm -hmm. deception in the relationship, um, or that there would just be a lot of blame thrown around than, than owning up to actions and, and words. Yeah. I'll admit I've had a, I've had a totally botched break. (laughs) It was a, it was a probably more than, it was probably a quick, brisk walk away from each other instead of yeah it wasn't a run and it wasn't you know uh, there wasn't any major like words spoken but it was a definite we are super annoyed with each other (laughs) and uh no words were spoken naturally a three week break three week break went by uh because I moved in there during that time Mm -hmm. and when finally felt like I could function as a human being from the move reached out and then just radio silence for like two months. And then that's when that like, wait, what? So I, I think there's also needs to be this responsibility on the other end. If you are on the receiving end of a friend reaching out, like don't leave that hanging. Mm-hmm. Like say, I'm not ready or say, you know, I appreciate that you want to talk. I just need a little more time or something of that. Just leaving things hanging, ghosting somebody feels yucky. feels really yucky. Yeah. I mean, I've been on that end of it, though. (laughs) Um, Where you've ghosted? Not necessarily. Like, I think ghosting is where someone sends you a message and, like, you just don't ever reply to them. And and, Oh, see, that's what happened with me. (laughs) And maybe, like, repeatedly. So, like, Mm -hmm. if some... This person literally, like, the last message that they sent me was just innate. Like, it it wasn't of substance. And I just, you know, got busy and didn't reply. Um, but then mm. there was no other like, hey, what's going on with us? We haven't talked in a long time or. Uh, see, that's different. It, there that was no, mine was I was, was no, calling every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I would I would pick up. I would pick up for at sure at some point. Yeah. Um, or if I wasn't ready, I would say like, hey, I understand, um, you know, you're reaching out, but I'm I'm not ready to talk. I'm hurt. You know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, uh, sometimes I can I can justify and sometimes I can't like I I ghosting I don't think is the option ever um and I was definitely accused of ghosting in this situation and (laughs) ran that past a few close friends because I was like I can't be objective with this like yeah what how would you proceed Uh, am am I being fair here like how does this feel and and all of them were like 
no that's like not the definition of ghost i was like okay good <laughs> yeah no you can't just go send a message or a text that says hey well, it also, That's it wasn't not. even that. It was, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to say. So uh, <laughs> another thing. I know. I feel like there's a lot of people that have a lot of feelings wrapped up, but it really comes down to how accurately do you describe and talk about and express your feelings. Yes. Because yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of feelings there that just weren't expressed. Yeah. On my, on either end. Both. On both. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, 100%. I, and I do struggle with that. I struggle with expressing my feelings, um, especially when they're uh kind of in this like weird in-between space where like there's still love but there's frustration and hurt and mm-hmm. anger and all of those things so um I think also what makes it difficult to do like or what might make you step into a space where you're doing a slow back away is that that person really struggles with boundaries so even if you say we're done or um I need a break or whatever it is or you have the talk like they're not going to respect those boundaries um, mm-hmm. so you just have to kind of slowly take the back away. Um, mm, or obviously have, to, have you listened to that podcast episode we did on toxic relationships? Then? Oh gosh, please. Um, <laughs> or you're one of the things we talked about in relation to boundaries is like the only people that benefit that, that are hurt from you setting boundaries are the people who are like basically breaking those boundaries in the first place, like mm-hmm. stepping over them. <laughs> right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that aren't aren't taking them seriously yeah and then the slow back away like just kind of avoiding confrontation I don't think that's a good reason but I also like don't I don't run away from confrontation um I think I think the method like the method is a lot less direct and so it ends up not being my favorite but I think it can kind of help gently end a relationship or avoid hurting someone's feelings sometimes but in my position, when I've tried to avoid hurting someone's feelings, I think sometimes I've hurt their feelings more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think this, this step can be really easy to miscommunicate very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, this also takes a lot of tact. Like you have to be so emotionally intelligent to be able to do the slow back away. And like, yeah, I mean, stepping away emotionally, but not physically almost is is the way that I think of it you know just kind of moving back to a more surface level relationship um you know texting instead of calling engaging less kind of in all respects um you know getting together for shorter like more casual occasions or in groups rather than just the two of you um engaging in more casual conversation like that's kind of the slow back away not really the like ghosting situation yes i agree it's not it's just less engagement not no engagement yeah but i think i you know maybe there's a time for this i like i said i think most of the times where i've kind of chosen that route which is this is very few times that i've had friendships end like this you know um Mm. it's it's usually not been good (laughs) yeah Um, and it's easy to miscommunicate for sure yeah and it's just it doesn't really give much closure and so I just like, man, like I said, I can be kind of a monster. And there have been times where I'm like, if I was actually truly honest with the way that this person made me feel like they would be crushed. And, and mm. uh, maybe that's a lie that I'm telling myself so I can avoid confrontation in this case um, maybe. or maybe or save face or whatever, or maybe not. But I'm just trying to be, be really real with you guys. Um, and I then, do want people to feel this sense of like, there is some hope. I mean, 
there is some hope in friendships and in doing some of these methods because I've pretty much experienced most of them. I've had some success. I've had some utter failures and I've had definite moments where I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, I could have handled that way better. Yep. And um, but I can say from experience, the friendships that have blossomed from moving on this step and like experiencing some of these taking a break or having a a confrontational conversation that's like gentle and as best as we can having the talk. My relationships are deeper they're stronger Mm -hmm. the ones that have survived they're more intimate without asking more of each other and that is just a beautiful place to be in as adults because let's face it there is so much complexity to our lives the older we get the more um, things we become invested in the more we just live that giving each other that grace and that understanding is really fantastic yeah and you kind of need it in your adult life so you do So don't be afraid to engage in these things thinking that it's going to be all bad. It's, it's going to be a learning process for sure. And Mm -hmm. you're going to find some beautiful friendships from them and they're going to have this uh, like rainbow of color and depth and beauty that you're not going to find unless you engage in these kind of conversations and these kind of conflicts and, and there are really beautiful things that happen because of it. Yeah. I, I think lastly too, like another kind of, break for people is just a clean break um Mm, mm -hmm. and I think you can be really gentle and it's definitely gonna hurt like it might not hurt you as much because you've come to this realization and you're initiating this break um or maybe you're on the other just like a romantic relationship yeah I mean it's hurtful and I think there just comes a point at which some really unhealthy unfulfilling relationships where the friendship just it just needs to end um and if you feel like you're in a place where you're pretending everything is okay and it's just not okay like you gotta stop that (laughs) it's like stop that you gotta stop that and and just you know state that that um you're um you have uh competing expectations I like to say this rather than like saying that your needs aren't being met because if think if you think your needs are going to be met by another human being like I'm sorry you're going to be disappointed every time you're giving your power to somebody <clears throat> else which is not healthy yeah um but if if the expectations are never quite going to line up um but you can still be gentle and kind you know I, I, this is hard for me because it requires like speaking in terms of how you feel rather than like what someone did um or mm-hmm. talking about what how someone's actions made you feel rather than how someone's actions like define vulnerability yeah yeah and just not assigning blame not making excuses for yourself um it's really hard and I really know it because I have done this Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I I'm sure even my own personal gentleness is interpreted as still pretty intense on the the grand like sliding scale (laughs) of things Um, but I think if you feel like you have to end a relationship, you have to clear the way. And when you do, you make room like that absence, that space creates room for new and healthy relationships. And this is exactly Mm -hmm. what happened to me in the last year. I closed the door on a couple of friendships that were really unhealthy and hurtful. 
and it was so hard. Some of them are still hard. I'm still grieving and they're still grieving and there's still confusion and frustration, but man, creating that space allowed for some of the most meaningful, most beautiful and trusting relationships in which I feel like I can be more vulnerable than I've ever been in my entire life with anyone. Yeah, you be yourself. Yeah, and girl, you know you're one of them, so I'm just going to say mm. that. Um, you the best. <laughs> you the bet. I know this is just like an always love fest between the two of us, but it's it's beautiful. True, true. It's one of our favorite parts. Um, <sighs> but I, I just, but but truth be told, I didn't, there was no space for that until these relationships ended. And... I had closed, I had become kind of cold in friendships Um, and not necessarily mean, but just kind of closed off and not allowing others in because there had been trust broken in these other relationships. And for me, like being, yeah, being blindsided, man, I will just be like, bye, (laughs) don't Mm -hmm. you dare do that. Um, and that's what being (laughs) blindsided is what made me who I am and, and in the good and the bad, you know, the light and the dark. And so I was so surprised when these relationships ended and I just thought to myself, like, you know, there was a period of time in which I felt like they, they knew me and understood me. And now I was entering into this again, right? Space of uncertainty, sitting in that uncertainty. Ah, yes. Of feeling like, are there going to be people now who actually do see me, who actually do understand Mm -hmm. me? And boy, they showed up in droves. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, is this real? (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Is this real? (laughs) I'm making space. So I I think sometimes those breaks, no matter how you end up, breaking things off you know whether it's a clean break a gentle break like that but but clean um you know the talk the the slow back away the (laughs) the taking a break whatever it is like when that you just allow that space to just exist and almost like meditate on it and like give it some give it some names give it some intention give it some some purpose and and meditate on that and then allow for that space to be filled with just goodness it's Mm -hmm. so beautiful and we just got real woo on here (laughs) (laughs) worth it oh so worth it oh you guys like this has been a great episode for home i think two parter therapy yeah two-parter we we wondered as we went into this this is probably gonna be a two-parter i didn't (laughs) if i'm being real i didn't wonder at all she knew that's true she knew and i was like well i don't know like (laughs) oh thank you so much for joining us and like thank you so much cassie for really doing everything you can to like pull that vulnerability out of you i know how fresh a lot of this is for you and i i think this is a good lesson for those of us that are having a hard time connecting with ourselves that there is there is beauty in that that vulnerability and i know you guys just got to witness it in cassie so welcome (laughs) <laughs> okay uh, if anybody feels hung over alongside me here we are vulnerability, I know, so it's probably vulnerability the last hangover recording just today. had it <laughs> all right oh, guys. self-care tonight yeah, oh for sure <laughs> well thank you for thanks for being along the ride for this conversation i know this is i think again i'm just reiterate this is a subject that's just not talked about enough and i think it can be so 
confusing and frustrating and and misunderstood and I just I want to just speak the autonomy and the power into you that if you're in a relationship period that is not serving you you have the freedom and the power to either drop or change that relationship it's up to you and if you need some help in figuring out how to spot some of these things toxic relationships episode is a great one we'll link it in the show notes for you i don't know what number it is um (laughs) and then also the episode 49 the adult friendships episode with sarah is a great place to start with this stuff but we appreciate you guys we appreciate your time we appreciate your feedback um and thanks for being with us on the podcast it's um we're just a wild ride yeah (laughs) we really love you guys we really do and and we hope that you know that with every episode we put out there for you Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.